Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another message of uplifting. Hope everything is going well with you. Been praying for you. Asking God to bless you and turn your circumstances around to give you hope in this fallen world that we live in. But I got, some, I, I got a good word for you. We, we, we're getting back to destiny of Moses' life, uh, part six. And we're gonna be dealing with chapter six and seven. And I'll be reading from today's Bible. Uh, today's Bible I'll be reading from. I'm just so excited to talk about this because you know, sometimes when God tells us to do things, it appears that it's not going to work. One of the things that happened with, in chapter six, you're gonna find out that Moses has to contemplate all this stuff. Is God really true what he says? Can he really do what he says he's gonna do? And so sometimes we can get discouraged when we're not destined. Remember, destiny doesn't mean that you're gonna be in a place where you're just going to have just uh, no problems, you know. Destiny comes along with being able to stay, dealing with opposition, because guess what? Everybody's not gonna be happy when you get promoted. I wanna let you know this though. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the very same time. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Uh, I just feel uh, elated. I just feel happy in my spirit uh, because I know that God is good and he has great plans in store for us all. I'm just excited to talk about Destiny Part 6. Like I said, I'll be re 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 reading from today's uh, Bible translation. Uh, so I'm just excited to talk about uh, what God has for you and me at the same time. But also to give hope to those who are just down, who just don't see that there is any way things are going to change. Don't lose heart. Don't be faint-hearted. Because your world can change. I'm talking about in spite of what you're seeing and in spite of how you're feeling. Understand this. God loves you. He would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour of time and need. I just want you to know that you're not alone because I love you and I'm here for you. I, I, I love to hear your testimonies. I love to hear what, you, uh, what God is doing for you. But also, if you need prayer, I would love for you to send your prayer requests in so that uh, we can pray for you and just lift you up before God. And then one day come back and be able to tell that testimony what God did through through you through the power of prayer. Remember, prayer is something that changes the air. It's a disinfectant. In other words, that's what Ian Bond said. Prayer is a disinfectant, that it changes the air. It changes the whole atmosphere. It changes things around you. But I'm just so excited today, uh, like I said, to get back into this series of destiny, dealing with Moses' life and how he gets ready to go confront the Pharaoh for the second time. And, you know, uh, when he first went to the Pharaoh, you know, and told him what God had said and and then Pharaoh said, uh-uh, no, put these jokers to work. Let's take away their idle time and don't get them no rest. Remember, like I told you once before, the enemy don't want you to have rest. He don't want you to have time where you can spend time with God. So he will purposely keep you busy so that you won't have time for God. But you have to decide that you're going to make time for God. And regardless of what the enemy is going to do, you're going to find a way to meditate in God's word. But let's, let, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, name your son, Jesus Christ. I'm just elated today, Father, just to share your word, your message of hope and inspiration to your people, Father, who do not realize that you love them, Father, because right now there's someone who don't really understand that you sent your only begotten son in the world. Uh, and he went to the cross of mankind to restore us, to put us in right fellowship with you, Father. For those who are downtrodden today, Father, for those who have a broken spirit and contrite heart, Contrary how, Father, I ask you just to speak to them, Father. Give them your promises that you have given to us through your word, Father. And I pray, Father, for that person who might be contemplating suicide today. 
they'll change because guess what? I'm going to tell you like this, whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. But also Danny cares and Danny loves you. You got someone who cares for you and who is standing in the gap for you to pray for you. Uh, and I pray, Father, for relationships that need to be healed. Uh, I'm praying for that son or daughter to go back home, talk to their moms and dads. I'm praying for the people who are missing their loved ones at this time, Father. I just, just, just praying that you would just bless them and give, and give them hope. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get started, y'all, <coughs> with this destiny, uh, Moses, chapter 6. And we're going to get in, roll into chapter 7. We're going to see this invisible God become visible. This invisible God becomes visible. We're going to see God do some great things. And he's going to get his name known. And like I said, just think about this. God told Moses that he was going to get his name known. And right now, in 2020, we're still talking about Moses and how God used Moses and how God got his name known throughout the whole earth. Are y'all ready? I'm, I'm excited. Hope that y'all excited, you know. And, and I want you just to meditate on this word. And if you, you know, if you need to, I want you to uh, take some notes. But also, I got to speak about it. I almost you thought I was going to forget about it, but I didn't forget about it. About the challenge. Reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want you to know all that means just putting God first and all the other stuff. God will take care of it for you because this is the type of God that we serve. We serve a loving God who would do all these wonderful and powerful things for you. But we got to put them first. In other words, uh, let's just put them in first and see what happens. I'm talking about all you, all you got, all, it won't hurt to try. See if Danny's right. I'm talking about, see if I put God first in my life, what would happen if, in, if anything would happen? In other words, is it just, is this just a shamble? It's not a shamble because guess what? God is real and he loves you. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Like I said, I'm reading from today's, Bible version in I'll be starting in chapter 6 verse 1 God spoke to Moses I am the Lord I appeared to Abraham Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty but I did not make myself known to them by my name the Lord I even made a promise to give them Canaan the land where they live as foreigners now I've heard, check this out. This is, this, this, is verse, this is verse five. Now I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians hold in slavery. And I have remembered my promise. See, God is not a man, they should lie. He remembered his promise. He remembered his promise to who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he was going to give them the land, but it was foreign as that. He had made this promise to them a long time ago, but now it's time for God to fulfill what he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this is what he says in verse 6. Tell the Israelite, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the oppression of the Egyptians, and I will free you from slavery. I will rescue you with my powerful arm and with a mighty acts of judgment. See, God wants people to know that he's real. He wants the children of Israel because they've been in slavery for like 400 years. So he wants them to really see that he's God and that, you know, he can do things. In other words, he wants them to have confidence. 
And I want you to have confidence in God because this same God who shows up in Egypt can show up in Minnesota. He can show up in Chicago. He can show up in uh, Canada. He can show up in Israel. He can show up in Germany. He can show up in Russia. He can show up in Brazil. I don't, no matter where you're at, he can show up in your home. Because guess what? Because he's God. And he loves you. I want you to understand it. Don't ever think that God doesn't love you, that he's out to destroy you. He doesn't care about what you're feeling inside. He doesn't care about those things. Yes, he does. He cares more about those things than you can even imagine because guess what he wants to do? He just wants to love on you. He just wants you to know that he loves you. He wants to show you his majesty. This is what he's getting ready to do for the children of Israel. And to the Egyptians, they're going to, be, they're going to see it. Because they're going to experience what it is to fight against God. So I want you to understand, don't fight against God. Because that's a losing battle. I just want you to know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And as we look at uh, Exodus chapter 6 and Exodus chapter 7, we're going to see this God shows up. This, this God does something. That, you know, he's a man. He's of his word. In other words, he's not someone who's going to say he's going to do something and don't fulfill it. In other words, have you ever made a promise to somebody who's going to do something and then something came up and you forgot about it? You didn't do it. It happens. But God didn't forget about the people. He didn't, give, he didn't forget about them. He didn't forget about his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I want you to understand that uh, when Moses goes to the Pharaoh the first time, he tells the Pharaoh, this, these things. And then the Pharaoh turned around and looked at him and said, I don't know the Lord. I'm not going to do that. Then he immediately began to make it harder for the people of Israel because he didn't want them to have no hope. So what happens is in life when things don't go the way that we want it, the enemy sometimes he uses the pressures of life to keep us bogged down, to keep us away from knowing who God is and does God really love us? Does he really care about us? Does these things really make sense? But I want you to know that God loves you. Uh, he cares about you and whatever's on your heart, man, it's on God's heart, man. But God has to get his name known. And the only way to get his name known is to come at the Pharaoh and come at the Pharaoh with his majesty, with all his power and all his might He's going to show the world that he's a true God and he's invisible. He's not sitting in a chair somewhere. Uh, he's not in some building. He's in heaven. He looks down upon his people. He gives us food in our due season. He takes care of us because he loves us. And I want you to know that he loves you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But you need to know that God loves you. I don't care what the enemy is speaking to you, telling you that you're worthless, that your life doesn't matter. The devil is a lie. God created you with greatness inside. You have the Holy Spirit. You have perfection dwelling inside of you. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you have perfection dwelling inside of you. And regardless of what you may be feeling or what you may be seeing, it may look totally opposite. Remember this. When Joseph was in Egypt, he appeared 
at one time to be a slave. The next time he appeared to be a prisoner. But the third time, he was the governor of all Egypt. He was second in charge. See? It didn't look at it like that for him at first. It appeared that he was just a slave. He was brothers, sold him off to the Israelites. And now, Potiphar's wife lies on him, and now he's in prison. There's no way for him to get out his circumstance. I want you to notice who I'm talking to right now. It appeared that there was no way for him to get out his circumstance. The odds were so impossible, even a betting man wouldn't bet on Joseph. Because it seemed like that it was over once he got in prison. But I want you to understand this. When you're in destiny, when you're walking with God, you are always victorious. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like. Remember like this. If God is for you, who can be against you? So I'm just trying to encourage you right now. Those who don't think that they're going to make it to the point where God is going to use them or that they even that their life even matters. Your life matters. Your life matters so much that God even knows how many pieces of hair are on your head. He knows the very smallest details, intimate things that you, that He knows about you. He knew you while you was in your mother's womb. And let's go. Let's go back to uh, verse seven. This is what the Lord says. Then I will make you my people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out under the forces of laborers of the Egyptians. I will bring you to a land I solemnly swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your own possession. I am the Lord. I want you to understand this. Moses had a relationship with God like no other man had on the face of the earth. God spoke to him face to face. God didn't hide his plans from Moses. Moses had a direct contact with God. He didn't need a cell phone. He didn't need to text God. He had an invitation to speak to God face to face. I want you to understand, for Moses to do this, you have to understand that he had to have such a love of God that he surrendered all. To surrender all means that you put God first in all your areas of life and you trusted him. And guess what? God needs Moses and Aaron to trust him because he's given them a task to do that seems totally impossible to tell the Pharaoh the most powerful person on the face of the earth at this time to let the people go. Like I said previous in the other episodes of this, that he was on a run because he committed murder. But now he's standing before the Pharaoh and the leaders of Israel with boldness, proclaiming God. That's what God will do to you. God will give you boldness to stand before anyone and declare him. And so let's go to verse 9. Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they would not listen to him because they were so discouraged by the back 
break and work, see what happened by me trying to tell you how the devil come in because the, the Pharaoh wouldn't give him no straws. He required them to do the same task that they had to do. He beat the people so down that they didn't have time to rejoice with God. Let me tell you something. Make sure you have time to rejoice with God when God is moving and you know he's moving. But the enemy had them beat down so bad that they could not celebrate God. That's a travesty. I want you to know God wants to be worshipped. He wants to be praised above everything. Even in the midst of turmoil, he wants to be praised. So if you want to defeat the enemy in your life, begin to praise God in the midst of your circumstances and see what God would do. There's millions and millions of testimonies how people say when they begin to praise God. That God did something. We heard that Jehoshaphat said when they began to praise God, there was an ambush set. When they went to the battlefield, the battle was over because God had fought. Now let's go to verse, let's go to verse uh, 10. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, go to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Let the Israelite leave his country. But Moses protested. See what I'm saying? Even Moses got discouraged because the first time he went, the Pharaoh told him, I don't know, God. Hey, he, he told the taskmaster, let's make it hard for them. And so this is, so in other words, that Moses in destiny. Now he didn't met God at the burning bush. God then took his staff and turned it into a snake. He didn't put his hands inside his bosom and became a leopard. But because of what the Pharaoh had did and the people started to rebel against him, he lost heart. He's he, he, like, man, God, I want to I wanna do this. This ain't making no sense. Sometimes things don't make sense when God calls you to do these things. Just don't seem right. This is how he felt. It just didn't seem right. You know, in other words, man, I'm running into more problems, man. I, I might as well stay with Jethro. I might as well be taking care of this shit. Because he didn't know that God had a plan, even though God told him. He's, when you, you go back and you see when it says that when God tells Moses to take off his shoes and he takes off his shoes and he's, he's standing on holy ground, God's, God declared to him, on the same mountain, you're going to come here and worship me. But see, he was so faint-hearted that he couldn't remember the promise that God had made him because of the people started to complain. Pharaoh looked at him like he was crazy. And God is steady telling him, hey, go. So I want you to understand this too. You need to know how to press your way through. Just keep on pressing. Sometimes the answer is going to be no. But don't stop. Don't stop. It said, man, I ought to always pray and not faint. I don't want you to be faint-hearted. I don't want you to give up when you're going for the victory, when you're going for the goal. You have to push yourself. You got to push yourself. This is why when you see athletes, they train. They train and train because they need endurance. We need endurance when we wait on the Lord. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that if God has made you a promise, he's capable and able to fulfill it. He will not leave you out there. He will not leave you stranded. And so let's look at that again. Let's go to. Verse 12, this is what I mean. Moses had to, you know, he had, to, he had to think about this, man. 
He had to think about this. And this is what he tells God. But Moses protests to the Lord. The Israelites would not listen to me. Why would the Pharaoh listen to me? I am such a poor speaker. See what the enemy does. I want you to see it. He makes Moses feel so bad about his speech. He's, Moses saying, I'm just a poor speaker. See, because what, what Moses doesn't realize, God already knows these things, whatever's on your heart, man's on God's heart, man, and you're not alone. Moses wasn't alone when God was speaking to him about this, when God was sharing with him that he needed to go and talk to the Pharaoh. Because God is going to do something through Moses, through Aaron. He's going to show the Pharaoh that he's God. He's God Almighty, that, that there is no competition. There is none like him. He doesn't answer to man. Whatever he says or decrees, it comes to pass. And then let's go to verse 13. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron about the Israelites and the Pharaoh. And the king of Egypt, he commanded them, bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Just that simple. God commanded them, was, bring them out. The other stuff God was going to take care of. And God is center focus. There is no B plan with God. There's only an A plan. And God's A plan is to bring them out. And for all who are in bondage right now, I declare you are set free in Jesus' name. Any bondage. Nothing can keep you from God. Nothing can keep you from the promise of God. You are set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Receive it by faith. Just receive it by faith. And see what he would do. I just want y'all to know that. Now, in Exodus chapter 6, from verses 14 to 26, we're not going to discuss that because it's just the lineages of all the people who came down to Egypt. And for the sake of time, I want you to, to study that on your own. And I want to deal with when you're in destiny when it appears that you, you can't fulfill what God is telling you that you can't fulfill. Because now Moses is walking in destiny, but it feels that he can't fulfill what God is telling him to do because he ran against opposition. But what God wanted Moses and Aaron or anyone else to know is that he's with us. He's not away from us. He's with us when we are t confronted by the enemy. God would never leave you to fight a battle that you can lose. He's going to be with you, especially when he gives you a command like he gave Aaron and Moses. Bring them out. That's all God's saying. Hey, all the other stuff, I'm going to deal with that. And God is going to deal with all this. He's going to deal with it in such a mighty, dramatic way that it's going to just resonate with inside your heart and mind. I want you to get excited because we're about to see now this invisible God manifest himself to the world.
because now God is getting ready to get his name known throughout the world to this present date and to the days that's coming after this date. You got to know that God is getting his name out to the world. And, and it's, everybody's going to know that there was a God in Egypt who was watching over the Israelites to bring them out. Let's look at verse 7. Chapter 7, rather. Verse 1. At that time, the Lord spoke to Moses in Egypt. He said to Moses, I am the Lord. Tell the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I tell you. But Moses said to the Lord, why would the Pharaoh listen to me? The Lord answered Moses, I have made you a God to the Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron is your prophet. Tell your brother Aaron everything I command you, and he must tell the Pharaoh to let the Israelites leave the country. See, now Moses, you know, he proclaimed to God that he wasn't a good talker, in other words, that he couldn't do it. But this is what God is really doing with Moses and Aaron. God wants us to know, first of all, that we're the body of Christ. And that one man can't do it on his own. And sometimes we need help. And to encourage Moses, he let Aaron be his spokesperson. But God had told Moses something very powerful. Because if you miss it in verse 1, you'll never understand what God told him. God said, I've made you a God to the Pharaoh. This is what God was telling Moses at this very point. Because I want you to understand. I want you to see it. You have power over the Pharaoh. He don't have power over you. You are his God. He's supposed to look up to you. Not you look up to him. So whatever is coming against you, don't you look up to it. It should be looking up to you. You got to know that. You got to know that in your heart. This is what God is telling. I made you a God to the Pharaoh. And I made Aaron a prophet. Because Aaron is the spokesperson. So he's going to be the one, thus say the Lord. And he's going to say it eloquent. He's going to say it clear. It won't be no doubt to the Pharaoh what God's purpose, plan is for the Israelites. But he told Moses, I'm making you a God to the Pharaoh. In other words, and that's really powerful because at this time, just think, Moses had been tending sheep for his father-in-law. But now God said, he's a God. Now you might say, is that, is that blasphemy? No, it's not blasphemy. Because in the Psalms said that, you know, we are our gods. In other words, because we are made in God's image and likeness. But also, we were given dominion on the earth. We must exercise these things that God has given us. If we don't exercise them, it's not on God, it's on us. Let's go back to verse 1. 
The Lord answered Moses, I have made you a God to the Pharaoh and your brother Aaron is your prophet. Tell your brother Aaron everything I command you and he must tell the Pharaoh to let the Israelites leave the country. But I will make the Pharaoh stubborn. Even though I will do many miraculous signs and amazing things in Egypt, but the Pharaoh will not listen to you. Now this was God is saying. God said, hey, Moses, I want you to understand. I know everything. I know the end before the beginning. Understand this. When you go to this Pharaoh and you start talking to him, he ain't going to listen to you. He's going to be stubborn. He's going to rebel against you. What God is doing is he's encouraging Moses. And he wants Moses to, you know, to encourage Aaron. Because when Aaron go tell his Pharaoh all these things, and the Pharaoh starts looking at them like they're stupid, and he's not going to do what they're requesting, they need to know that God already knows that these things are going to happen before they happen. You got to notice that when you're in destiny, and when you're in purpose with God, that you are going to have to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man. And you're not alone. Even though you feel it. And you could really be in a place where you're all alone. It might not be no physical body there. But you're not alone because God is there with you. He's not going to never leave you nor forsake you. When this assignment that God has for them is very simple. Bring them out. We talking about the Israelites. Now God saying, hey, now he ain't gonna, he's going to be stubborn, but you know, hey, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with this. I just need you to stand where I told you to stand. So if God is telling you to stand somewhere, stand. Do not move. I want you to understand this because you got to see it. You got to know it. You got to feel it. You got to know in your heart that God is at work. And let's uh, go down to verse 4 in chapter 7. The Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will use my power to punish the Egypt, Egypt severely. I will bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt in organized family groups. See, God is a God of order. He, he said when he bring them out, he bringing them out organized. He's you know, you're not going to be all over the place. You know, understand this. When God comes in, he takes over. He puts the things that are out of place, he put them in order. So I want you to understand this. When you begin to ask God to come in your world, understand this. Whatever's out of order, God is going to put in order. So don't fight with God because what he's going to do is he's, going, he's just lining you up to perfection. So he can perfect the thing that he wants to do with you. Do not be discouraged because God has a purpose and a plan. Bring my people out. See, God is saying he's doing it. This ain't Moses and Aaron doing it. Yeah, God is using them on the surface of the earth, but God is doing all the orchestra. God is doing all the craftsmanship. God is getting everything in order. So when you call on God, get prepared for God to bring order into your life. He goes on to say this. 
in verse 5, chapter 7. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I use my power against Egypt and bring the Israelite out of there. <laughs> God is talking. God is talking. God is talking some powerful stuff. God is saying, hey, y'all ready to rumble? Want to see what I'm going to do? You thought the staff was something? You thought putting your hand in your bosom and becoming out of leper was about to be something? Wait, watch what I'm getting ready to do. And the Pharaoh's going to be stubborn. Even he's going to see all this stuff. But he's going to be stubborn against God. Don't get caught fighting against God. Because <laughs> it's a losing battle. I just want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind that he loves you. He has a purpose and a plan. He has a destiny for you. Even if you don't feel that he has a purpose and a destiny for you. Because he loves you with an everlasting love. Now let's go to verse chapter 7 again. Let's go to verse 6. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83 when they talked to the Pharaoh. Yeah, see, you see that? Now I'm going to show you some how powerful this is. I want you to understand. Aaron is 83. Moses is 80. Which means that you're never too old to be used by God. But also, I want you to understand this. Uh, God is not going to use the older brother. He's going to use the younger brother, the second. The second one is like the second coming of Christ. So he's, not, he, he's, he's using Aaron. He's going to use Aaron. But Moses is going to be the forefront. There's a three-year difference. Also, uh, Moses is Miriam's younger brother. There's some powerful things going on here. And if you're on time, if you ain't watching, you're going to miss it. This is why I love reading the Bible, because in the Bible, you see these things, you're like, man, what is God doing? In other words, he said something, something new order. In other words, the younger brother is telling the older brother what to do. And the older brothers listen to the younger brother. Why? Because God is doing something. God is showing you something. That Christ is coming. The second is coming. Adam was the first. Christ was the second. And so let's, uh, let's look at verse 7. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83 years old when they talked to the Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when the Pharaoh say to you, give me a sign to prove that God has sent you. Tell Aaron, take your shepherd's staff and throw it down in front of the Pharaoh and it will become a large snake. Now, this is God now. God saying, Pharaoh, he's requesting something, in other words. This is what he's saying. Hey, Moses, I've been talking about this God, this God over the Hebrews, man. Uh, man, I, I listen to him, but you got to do something for me. You got to make me know he's real because he's invisible. You're talking about something that don't even, don't even have legs or arms. So God tells Moses to tell Aaron what to do. And Aaron does it. You see this? God tells Moses, this is the order. Remember like this, Moses is a God to the Pharaoh, Aaron is a prophet. 
God speaks to Moses, who's a God on the earth over the Pharaoh. And the prophet is Aaron. And Aaron does just what God commands him to do. And that's to speak to the Pharaoh. Or show the Pharaoh what God wants done. Moses and Aaron went to the Pharaoh and did as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down in front of the Pharaoh and its officials. And it became a large snake. See, this, you know, God was saying earlier in this chapter, he's going to make the Pharaoh's heart stubborn. And this is, these are the things that God is going to do. God is going to permit some things. And it might seem to make not make sense to you. But God is, he wants the Pharaoh to get cocky. God wants him to be cocky because guess what? Because he thinks he's a God. But there's only one true God, that's the God in heaven. But the Pharaoh doesn't recognize him as God, so all this stuff is, I can combat God. I can fight against this God because I'm a God. This is all the Pharaoh is really saying. Then we'll go on in verse 11. Then the Pharaoh sent for his wise men and sorcerers. These Egyptian Magicians did the same thing using their magic spells. Each of them throwing his staff down, and they all became large snakes. But Aaron's snake swallowed theirs. Yet the Pharaoh continued to be stubborn and would not listen to them as the Lord predicted. See, now what they did was Moses and Aaron, they had they threw their staff down. They they only produced one snake, but God allowed the Pharaoh and the Egyptians to have multiple snakes. But God's snake ate up their snake, and it says the Pharaoh he became stubborn like God had said he would do, that he wasn't going to not listen to God. And so, before we get into these plagues, I'm gonna stop right here because. That's going to be uh, Destiny chapter 7. We're going to deal with these plagues. And we're going to stop right here. And I just want to pray. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you for today, Father. I pray for your people today, Father. I pray that you bless them, Father, that you give them peace in their spirit, Father. I thank you for letting them listen to the show, Father. All those who are heavy-hearted, Father, let them know they can take rest upon you, Father. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you heal them, Father. I pray that your word has been edifying to them, Father. I thank you, Father, for this series destiny part six Moses life we are now getting ready to deal now next father with the miraculous signs and the ten plagues I pray that you bless your people father that you would get them comfort in Jesus name amen I want to tell you thanks for listening to the show it was a pleasure talking to you remember I was standing in agreement with you on whatever God uh, has for you that had come to pass I pray that God blesses your home Blesses your children, blesses your marriages, blesses all the things that you have need of. Give it to you. I'm asking God to do it. But like I said, if you have any prayer requests, please send it in to me so I can uh, stand in agreement with you. Uh, I want you just to have victory. I thank you again for listening to the You're Not Alone podcast show. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. I want to tell you that I love you, and I'm praying for you. I can't wait to get back to uh, Destiny part seven 
and talk about this. Remember, we're in chapter 7. And when we come back, we're going to start in verse 14. I want to tell you that I love you. Have a blessed day. Nice talking to you. This is Dan and your host for You're Not Alone podcast show. Have a blessed day.